Welcome to the Minnesota Hospice and Healthcare Show. My name is Ken Hagland, and we have a great show planned for you today. I've got a special guest in studio, which I'll introduce here in a moment. But I want to remind you that we are broadcasting live and looking forward to answering your questions today. Please feel free to call us at 952-946-6205. Once again, that number is 952 952- 946-6205. Our talented show producer, Hunter, will be answering the phones today, along with running the soundboard and keeping us on schedule. Thanks, Hunter. Before we begin today's program, I want to share with you why we host this weekly live call-in show devoted to elder care and end-of-life health care. Our purpose is to share important conversations on the needs and requirements of our senior citizens. We strive to cover all aspects of elder care up to and including end-of-life care to help you and your loved ones both live well and die well. Each week, we bring you experts from across the senior care continuum to provide insights and perspectives on how best to navigate the complexities and challenges of elder care and how we can help you and your loved ones prepare for the various stages of life's transitions. In addition, we provide vital information for the caregivers who are essential to supporting our senior population. We also talk about the lessons mortality can teach us and the importance of living each day with no regrets. I am grateful for the opportunity each week to discuss these timely and relevant topics with you, and I am thankful for the tremendous response you, our amazing listening audience, have provided to us regarding the show. Please continue to send us your questions, comments, and suggestions. This show is brought to you each week by Minnesota Hospice, an independent, physician-owned medical practice serving local communities for over 10 years with innovative and comprehensive end-of-life health care. You can contact the compassionate team of experts at Minnesota Hospice by phone at 612-930-3339 or by email at radio at mnhospice.com or you can always visit us online at minnesotahospice.com. We live in unprecedented times in human history. As the 75 million people of the baby boom generation continue to move into retirement age, our population mix is rapidly shifting. The Social Security Administration reported that over 4 million people are retiring each year. That equates to over 10,000 people every day. The Minnesota State Demographic Center estimates that in less than 15 years, by the year 2030, the population of Minnesotans age 65 and older will be larger than the entire population under age 18 for the first time in the state's history. We here in Minnesota are not alone in this extraordinary trend. The rest of the country is facing the same challenging reality. For example, this phenomenon has far-reaching implications for our society, our communities, and our quality of life. For example, back in 1940, when Social Security benefits were first being paid, there were approximately 41 workers supporting each Social Security recipient. Within the next decade, that ratio will have dropped to only two workers for every one beneficiary. Each week during this broadcast, we will be discussing the impact this megatrend will have on you and your loved ones and what you can do to prepare for it and improve your quality of life. Once again, I want to remind you we are broadcasting live today and look forward to taking your questions. You can reach us at 952 
946-6205. Well, joining me today in studio is Melanie Bose. She is a licensed Minnesota attorney who specializes in guardianship and conservatorship law. Melanie has been practicing law since 2004. She began her legal career as an assistant county attorney for Watanwan County and later served as an assistant county attorney for Blue Earth County. Melanie has worked in private practice since 2009, specializing in elder law with a focus on guardianship and conservatorship cases. Melanie founded Bose Law in 2011, where she continued to specialize in guardianship and conservatorship law, and later became owner of Pluto Bose Legal, formerly Pluto Legal, in January of 2018. Pluto Bose Legal specializes in estate planning, disability planning, and guardianship conservatorship law. They work with clients throughout Minnesota. Pluto Bowes Legal has offices in both St. Anthony and Tyler, Minnesota. Melanie and her team are passionate about assisting and supporting individuals and families planning for or coping with death and disability. Welcome to the show, Melanie. Thank you, Ken. All right. Well, listen, so thank you for being here today. Um, would you mind letting our listeners know how they can get in contact with you just so that they have that information here um, before the show gets too far along? Sure. I appreciate the opportunity. Uh, call our office at 1-866-457-3131. Or you can reach me directly by email at mbose, M-B-O-E-S, at plutoboselegal.com. Or go to our web address at www.plutoboeslegal.com. Fantastic. We will uh, give that information out throughout the show today to make sure people have, have information there. Now, uh, so you live in the Twin Cities. I do. Okay, okay. So you live in the Twin Cities. You have a husband, two children, and you primarily work out of the St. Anthony office then in the Twin Cities. Even I do, in, and I, I travel throughout Minnesota. yeah. To work yeah, on cases. Right, because Tyler, that's down south, kind of, that's towards the uh, southwest corner of Minnesota, Tyler area. Uh, yes, it's about what? a half hour from Marshall, okay. Minnesota. Okay, okay, yeah, all right. Um, so, but you, your background really was working uh, with the counties for quite a while, then it sounded like, to start off your career, and then you moved into the conservatorship, guardianship side. That's correct. Okay. And I did actually... Uh, learned guardianship conservatorship law as an assistant county attorney. I handled those cases for the county uh, in Watanwan County. Okay, okay. Well, there is so much to talk about today. Um, before we begin talking about the guardianship and conservatorship, I mean, when I first met you uh, this last spring at one of the expos that we were both uh, having a table at, um, you know, I didn't have a clear understanding of that, even though in our, in our practice we, we deal with those legal concepts with the families and patients that we serve. Um, I thought, what a great opportunity to have you be a part of the show because uh, there's, as I mentioned earlier, there's just so many challenges facing the elder population, but that translates down into that sandwich generation of people that have children but also taking care of parents as well. So I'm really looking forward to the show today. And, uh, and getting into some of these, these legal concepts and helping people understand how that can help them in their situation. Um, well, let's see, in the last couple of minutes of the first segment, I'd like to just talk a little bit more about kind of what got you interested, though, in guardianship and conservatorship law, because law is a broad area. There's sure. a lot of specialties, and I've talked to a lot of, a lot of uh, attorneys that have uh, practices that focus on various things. How did you come to find that this is where your niche is. So as a prosecutor, what I really appreciated about that job is it was always very interesting. And I had the opportunity to assist victims and provide a valuable service to the community. Uh, and as a guardianship and conservatorship attorney, I also often have the opportunity to help families and individuals 
facing a very difficult period in their lives. Yeah, and that's yeah. what I'm passionate about. Yeah, well, and what I what I like about you too, I've I've uh, talked to you a few times since we first met last spring, and I can tell you have a heart for people, and I think that's something that we need desperately in this whole shift of our of our population demographics. We need as many people, hands on deck, helping the communities that we that we serve and the families that are, are looking for assistance in that area. All right, well, let's see. the. So in terms of the, 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 the services that you and your law firm provide, um, can you talk more about, uh, about what those services look like to the community and the, and, and the clients that you serve? What, what kind of, um, uh, of range of services does your, does your practice offer? So my, the personal, personally, I focus on guardianship conservatorship law. And in that capacity, I represent clients uh, in all aspects of those cases. Uh, petitioners in the process of establishing guardianship and conservatorship, uh, which is the most common role that I serve. Uh, also, the proposed wards are protected persons, sometimes the objecting parties, and the guardianship guardians and conservators themselves as needed in carrying out their role. All right. Boy, a lot to talk about here on our next segment. Well, we're, this is up against the clock here for our first segment. We'll be right back to continue our conversation with Melanie Bowes on guardianships and conservatorships. Hi, Matt McNeil for Rudy Luther Toyota. With summertime here, my family is super excited about the road trips we'll be taking in our Toyota Sienna. We're going to be putting a lot of miles in, but a Sienna is the most comfortable way to drive. Plenty of room for the five of us to stretch out and enjoy the ride, even with the dog and all of our gear tagging along. Safety and reliability are key, and Rudy Luther Toyota Siennas are the most safe, most reliable vehicles we've ever driven. Test drive one yourself at Rudy Luther Toyota, the southeast corner of 394 and 169 in Golden Valley. Atheists Talk is the radio show for free-thinking Minnesotans. Listen on Sunday mornings at 9 o'clock. Every Sunday we bring you science, philosophy, politics, and plain old fun from an atheist point of view. Visit our website at minnesotaatheists.org for more details. Tune in to Atheists Talk Radio Sunday mornings at 9 o'clock on KTNF AM 950, the progressive voice of Minnesota. It's good radio without the good book. This summer, you have lots of choices when it comes to your carpet and air duct cleaning. So make it a smart one with Zero Res. Only Zero Res cleans with patent-empowered water, so you know you get healthy, clean carpet that's safe for your family. It's like remodeling, but without the price tag. So schedule your carpet cleaning today and get the Zero Res Summer 3-Room Special. And this month, save $50 when you get your air duct Zero Res clean. Call 952-ZERO-RES or visit ZeroResMN.com. Zero Res, spell it backwards or forwards, it spells the same. The local advertisers you hear on AM950 are the lifeblood of the station. If you find yourself regularly tuning in, or if you appreciate the diversity of content we deliver, please take the time to support our advertisers. Even if it's just to thank them for backing AM950, your voice and support can go a long way. Help keep the station going strong while investing in our local community. Find the complete list of on-air supporters by visiting the advertisers page at am950radio.com. That's am950radio.com. Lowry Hill Meats, your neighborhood full-service butcher shop that works directly with family farms. Using whole animals gives Lowry Hill Meats the benefit of preparing custom cuts and dry aging. They offer beef, lamb, goat, pork, and poultry, including whole duck, roasting hens, turkey, quail, pheasant, and Cornish hens. Their sausages are made fresh in-house weekly using 40 rotating recipes. Try their handcrafted sandwiches. They are second to none. Lowry Hill Meats is located at 1934 Hennepin Avenue in Minneapolis or online at LowryHillMeats.com. Warning. Last year, over 40,000 Americans died in car-related accidents. Not a pleasant thought, is it? In fact, as thoughts go, it's downright depressing. Well, that's where we can help cheer you up. We're StandUpRecords.com, and we offer the finest in CDs, DVDs, downloads, and merchandise from the best comedians on Earth. Artists like Mark Marin, Maria Bamford, Eddie Pepitone, and Doug Stanhope. Available at fine record stores, Amazon.com, and the iTunes Music Store. That's StandUpRecords.com. Come on, listen to us while you're driving. Live dangerously.
Mama told me, go make yourself some friends or you'll be lonely Once I was seven years old Welcome back. You are listening to the Minnesota Hospice and Healthcare Show. My name is Ken Hagland, and joining me today is Melanie Bowes from the law firm of Pluto Bowes Legal. And we are talking today about guardianships and conservatorships. Melanie, before we get back into our conversation, would you mind uh, letting the audience know again how they can reach you and your organization? Certainly. Uh, call our office at 1-866-457-3131 or feel free to reach out to me directly by email at mbose, so that's M-B-O-E-S, at plutobowslegal.com or go to our website at www.plutobowslegal.com. Fantastic. Now, as a reminder to our audience, we are live on the air today, and we are looking forward to taking your questions. Uh, please feel free to call us at 952-946-6205. All right, last segment, we just started to talk about guardianship and conservatorship, I think it's really important that we start to help the audience maybe understand what those words are. And in fact, I think you mentioned the word petitioner and, you know, in, in the area of law, sometimes it's confusing some of the terminology that you guys use all day long. Um, and it's kind of confusing for the general public. Would you mind talking a little bit about the differences and between a guardianship and a conservatorship? Sure. So a guardian makes decisions regarding health care and living arrangements on behalf of a, another individual, and a conservator manages finances and property. Oftentimes, both are needed and established at the same time, but not always. It depends on the need and, and the amount of assets or property a person has. Uh, both are legal tools that allow one person, our entity, sometimes it's a professional guardian or conservator to make decisions and to act on behalf of a person who's incapacitated. And often the incapacity is due to a disability or another medical condition, frequently dementia. Okay. So, so and, and you mentioned the word petitioner. Could, could you describe or define what a petitioner is? Sure. So a petitioner is an individual. Uh, oftentimes it's, it's the individual who reaches out to me, uh, a family member of a, a disabled individual or incapacitated individual who determines that there's a need for guardianship or conservatorship. And so they work generally with an attorney to establish the guardianship or conservatorship through the court system. Okay, so so now does can that be a voluntary or involuntary? I, I'm I'm thinking about in our practice, in our medical practice, you know, we care for a lot of people that are have dementia. Yes, and there's and there's I think 22 different types of dementia. It's a it's a very uh, a very broad area, and unfortunately, it's the epidemic of our elderly is dementia. So it's not going away at this point. So I can see it being a very important element in helping manage a person's care. Um, now, does the, does the person who is going to be um, receiving the guardianship uh, care, so it's, it's, let's say it's a, an elderly person, it's a parent. Yes. So do they have to agree to that if they have the capacity to agree, or what if they don't have the capacity to, to make that decision? How do you guys sure. work through that? So they don't have to agree. Uh, either guardianship or conservatorship can either be voluntary or involuntary. Okay. It's, it's always easiest to get the guardianship or conservatorship in place if there's agreement amongst the uh, individuals involved, but it's not necessary. Uh, okay. Sometimes when there's not an agreement, then it does lead to the need for a contested hearing. Yeah. Well, again, I, I, you know, my, our medical practice, we deal with end-of-life care, and 
we find that families are often in disagreement about the end-of-life care that's being given. They're in disagreement about whether to admit uh, a person into hospice program. Um, so I, I just can imagine that's the same type of dynamics that you would have. And as I mentioned earlier in the show, there's 75 million people that are moving into retirement age here. So this is going to be a very important uh, element. Um, one of the things that we find helpful for us in the, as a medical practitioner is that if there's a healthcare directive in place or you know there's already an established decision-making process, um, because at, uh, especially in hospice, you don't have a lot of time sometimes to be able to try to sort all that out. I mean, you need to make decisions fairly quickly uh, regarding someone's uh, health situation, uh, whether it's a DNR status or the type of care they want to give or, or even where that care should be given. Where, you know, is it at home? Is it in a facility, in a long-term care structure? So I can imagine having these things kind of pre-planned would be helpful. Definitely. And a big part of what my law firm does, Pluto Bose Legal, is helps people prepare for these situations so that guardianship and conservatorship do not become necessary. Okay. Because you can then do that through a healthcare directive then or a POA or another, another avenue or then? Or sometimes a, a trust. Okay. Okay. Now, I know that the trust you have a colleague of yours that specializes in trusteeships, right? Or, or... Correct. Okay. So she, she will help people uh, prepare a trust that suits their needs right. and also helps people carry out the trust. Okay. Because uh, I know there's a lot of elements to that trust uh, relationship and the structure and, and actually your your colleague uh, Callie, Callie right yes is going to be on the show here I think in a couple of weeks to talk about that because it's a very important part of uh, of the elder care continuum and an area that you guys specialize in in your law firm okay so so if uh, if a, a a child is seeing that their parent is maybe at a point where they're not able to make sound decisions or they're questioning the decisions that are being made or not being made. Many times we find that decisions aren't being made and they need to be made. Um, what would the process look like then? So if, if, I'm, if I'm coming to you saying, boy, my, my parents are not making good decisions or I'm just concerned that, that um, maybe they're, they're, they're not getting the right advice from people or you know, as we may be seeing sometimes in our practice, there's, there's vulnerable adults, there's maybe potential exploitation issues that are being raised. What does it look like if I'm coming to you? Sure. How, you walk me kind of through the process on, on how to establish that guardianship or conservatorship. And to let the audience know, I do encourage people to call me or call my office, even if they don't know if guardianship conservatorship is appropriate. Yeah. Uh, first, we'll always look at whether there are less restrictive alternatives. All right. We'll tell you what, we're going to get into that question here on the next segment. We'll be right back. Time for a short break. We'll be talking to Melanie Bowes on guardianships and conservatorships. Woodland Stoves and Fireplaces is having its annual store-wide sale. For the entire month of July, all of our indoor and outdoor fireplace products and accessories are at their lowest price of the year. At Woodland Stoves and Fireplaces, we display, explain, and install the Twin Cities' most diverse selection of indoor and outdoor stoves and fireplaces, including metal and masonry pizza ovens. As a Minnesota native, I know I cannot change the weather. How I experience the weather, that is my choice. I have an energy-efficient wood stove from Woodland Stoves and Fireplaces. Having a fire makes Minnesota so much warmer. Having a wood stove means more than low heating bills. The heat is moist, the view mesmerizing. Our wood stove improves the mood of winter. It warms our heart as well as our home. Come see us. We have over 35 working displays in our store, which is just off I-94 at the corner of Riverside and East Franklin Avenue in Minneapolis. Woodland Stoves and Fireplaces. Since 1977, out of the ordinary products and services to make fire work for you. Stand up, stand up, you've been sitting way too long. Hello, this is Ralph Nader, host of the Ralph Nader Radio Hour. Join me and my guests every week when we dive deeply into the subjects that matter to you the most, but are rarely on the mass media. 
every Sunday for early birds at 7 a.m. and Monday at 6 a.m. And if you're not an early bird, 9 p.m. on Monday, right here on AM 950, the progressive voice of Minnesota. Guys, like having a place to live, eating food, wearing clothes, sending 639 texts a week on a shiny new phone? There's one thing that can help you get the money to do all of those things. It's called a job. If you're a guy turning 18, there's one important thing you need to do to make sure the job market is wide open for you. Register with the Selective Service System at SSS.gov. Failing to register with Selective Service would mean you'd not only be breaking the law, you'd also be unable to apply for federal jobs, many state and municipal jobs, and all kinds of job training programs the government offers. So guys, take a minute and register with the Selective Service. You'll keep your job prospects open. Otherwise, how are you going to get the basketball shoes with full-length responsive cushioning and an outsole cutout for low-profile impact protection? Take that minute. Go to sss.gov and register with Selective Service and keep all your options open. Remember, it's quick, it's easy, it's the law. Visit the wine bar at Cafe Latte and enjoy a unique handcrafted pizza and glass of wine. The perfect place for an intimate night or an evening with friends. Choices range from spicy Italian sausage and sweet roasted peppers to the one-of-a-kind nacho chicken pizza layered with blue corn tortilla chips. The approachable wine list offers over 30 by the glass with special emphasis on wines from Washington State. End your night with one of Cafe Latte's melt-in-your-mouth desserts. 850 Grand Avenue, St. Paul. With your AM 950 weather, I'm Hunter Haas. Today, sunny with a high near 83. Tonight, clear with a low around 67. And Sunday, sunny with a high near 89. EatLocalMinnesota.com is your way to find unique local restaurants offering one-of-a-kind food and atmosphere. Your choice is setting from casual to trendy. Great spots for date nights, evenings with friends, or business occasions. Make sure that the money you spend stays local. Find out more at EatLocalMinnesota.com. Once I was seven years old, my mama told me, go make yourself some friends or you'll be lonely. Once I was seven years old. Welcome back. You it are listening big, big to the Minnesota Hospice and Healthcare Show. My name is Ken Hagland, and joining me today in studio is Melanie Bowes from the law firm of Pluto Bowes Legal. And we are talking about guardianships and conservatorships. Melanie, before we get back into our conversation, would you remind our audience how they can reach you and your organization? Certainly. And thanks again for the opportunity. Uh, Call our office at 1-866-457-3131. Or you can reach me directly by email at mboes at plutobowslegal.com. Or go to our website at www.plutobowslegal.com. Fantastic. All right. And as a reminder to our audience, we are live on the air today and are looking forward to taking your questions. Uh, Hunter is standing by the phones. And feel free to call us at 952-946-6205. Last segment, we we just started to talk about an example. Uh, I had asked you, uh, you know, let's assume that my parents were, were um, losing their capacity to make some sound decisions, and I felt it was just time for me to be able to get more involved and engaged in some of those decision-makings uh, that they may have. And I said, so if I came to you and said, all right, Melanie, how do I go about getting more control over some of the decisions or be able to legally make decisions on their behalf, what would that look like? How does, how does that typically look when a person comes to you for that service? So the first thing we would want to address is whether there are less restrictive alternatives to guardianship or conservatorship that are already in place or that could be put in place. Uh, the court will not grant guardianship conservatorship typically if there are less restrictive alternatives available that are appropriate under the circumstances. So I would be asking questions about whether there is a power of attorney or health care directive. And sometimes I've had clients uh, not know or, or tell me, no, there's not, but 
upon a little searching, they have been able to uh, locate those documents. Um, otherwise, if there if there is a guardian, or excuse me, if there is a power of attorney health care directive, uh, I ask questions to determine whether or not those uh, tools on their own are sufficient under the circumstances. Ideally, they would be, uh, but, but not always. Uh, sometimes it's important uh, that an individual uh, take exclusive control over finances because a power of attorney isn't exclusive. Uh, even if you have power of attorney uh, and are acting as attorney, in fact, uh, for an elderly parent, for example, if they're getting calls from people who are trying to uh, take money from them, um, and, and they're actually, you know, giving, giving out money without uh, betting these different uh, supposed charities. Uh, if they're uh, writing out checks um, for things that uh, aren't affordable to them, if they're uh, not paying their own bills, uh, even though you do have power of attorney, that may not be sufficient under those circumstances. And uh, oftentimes, there's financial exploitation going on uh, at the hands of a family member. And in those circumstances, exclusive control does become necessary and conservatorship uh, affords that uh, ability to exclusively control um, mom or dads or whoever the person may be their accounts. Um, with healthcare directive, sometimes uh, the I've had cases where the agent named uh, is no longer alive or lives out of state or is uh, no longer on good terms with the family uh, or just isn't uh, willing to act uh, when needed um, or sometimes for another reason because the uh, healthcare a directive uh, doesn't give the ability to access medical records or doesn't give certain types of powers, uh, it's not sufficient. And so guardianship or conservatorship may still be appropriate. Um, in order for guardianship or conservatorship to be deemed appropriate, uh, the subject of the guardianship or conservatorship needs to be incapacitated. And, and that's a legal statutory definition. But, but if they have capacity, even if they're making poor decisions, uh, that's their right to do so. And so one thing that we explore is whether uh, they're in fact incapacitated. And generally, we'll want a physician statement from their doctor in support of a position for guardianship or conservatorship. So that's the first thing we explore is whether there's less restrictive alternatives. Now, if they don't have a power of attorney or a health care directive and they possibly have capacity, we look at whether it's possible to put those things in place at this time. Okay, so, so that's a great point. A number of points I want to follow up on here. First of all, uh, does your firm help with healthcare directives or the POA process? Is that something that a service you guys can provide? Yes, we certainly do. Okay, so a person can really come to you for some soup to nuts from, from start to finish in terms of the different levels, like you say, of different restrictive levels of, of, of um, uh, contracts or agreements or, or things. Okay, and um, the other thing that, that you had mentioned before was about the uh, the fraud. I mean, I know that identity theft is a huge thing, and I know the elderly community is being targeted be because they sometimes don't pay as much attention to those things, and sometimes the technology in and of itself is is confusing, and they're not not as familiar with that. Um, so the so the financial aspects of control that falls under the conservatorship. That's area. correct. Okay, where the healthcare and the living arrangements. That, that's under the guardianship. 
That's correct. So, so can a person have have one or the other or both or is it you know, is that a package deal that usually comes together? Or? So more often than not, when we're doing one, we're doing the other. Okay. But there are some some circumstances where only one is needed. Maybe there's a healthcare directive. And so the health care needs are being met, and there's no need for guardianship. But there's financial exploitation or something going on with the money. Someone needs to take exclusive control. And so we only petition for conservatorship. Uh, there are other cases where there's simply not enough money or property there uh, to require a conservatorship. Because with a conservatorship, there are there is court oversight. Uh, there is there are accountings required, mm-hmm. and uh, it's it's enough work that you don't want a conservatorship in place, and unless it's really useful and necessary. Okay, okay. Um, I want to also touch on uh, a term you used. You used the word subject, and so the subject would be potentially a parent or or a person. Yes. And so I was curious too. Um, you know, a court has to make a decision on the capacity or the ability of that subject slash parent, let's say, for example, does that does the subject or the parent need to be in the courtroom when that decision's made? Or you know, does, the, does the judge have the ability to ask questions to them and to get a sense if, if the information they're receiving, for example, like a physician's um, uh, attestation or uh, documentation, Tell me about how that works, because that's, that's a big burden on a judge to sure. take away somebody's freedom. Okay. Uh, well, the petition will lay out the factual basis for the need for the guardianship or conservatorship. And, and then, as I stated previously, we typically get a physician's statement from that person's doctor in support of the guardianship and conservatorship. Then the court will actually send out a court visitor. And this is a person with a background in social work and and someone who's seen as a, a neutral individual in the matter who goes out and goes through the petition with the proposed ward or protected person and puts together a report uh, stating their opinion as to whether they find that there is a need for guardianship or conservatorship uh, based on that experience. The court will also appoint an attorney for the proposed ward or protected person, as I referred to as the right. subject previously, so the person right. in need of guardianship or conservatorship. And, and the purpose is to make sure that their rights are being protected because they do lose a lot of rights as part of the guardianship conservatorship process. So it's important that someone have the ability to talk to them and uh, make sure sh- sure, again, that it is in fact appropriate and, and see if they uh, are able to express an opinion as to who would be most suitable as their guardian or conservator and, and whether it's needed. Okay. Wow. I didn't even realize that that makes sense. So would, would that person that goes out to interview um, the subject, or in this case, the, the word ward, W-A-R-D, right? Correct. Okay. Um, that would be um, <clears throat> an employee of the county, generally, or, or, yes. or of the court? of the court. Of the court, okay. Right. In, in the jurisdiction of the court, are these, are these county uh, court systems then? That's correct. So okay. we would petition in the court uh, of the proposed ward or protected person's residence. So if the person owns a home... Uh, we could petition in that county. If they're in a nursing home, it's typically easiest to petition in the county where they're currently residing, sometimes even if it is a temporary stay. And Ken, you did ask about if we, whether the proposed ward or protected person needs right. to appear in court. Uh, there is a court hearing uh, for every guardianship and conservatorship. If it's not contested, uh, it's, there's typically one hearing, a rather short hearing, to get the guardianship or conservatorship in place. 
it's generally encouraged that the proposed ward or protected person be present um, if, if that's a possibility. Um, their doctor in doing the physician statement has the opportunity uh, to state whether or not that person is in a position where they can be present. Uh, their attorney can often waive their appearance as well. Okay, wow. Fascinating conversation here. Um, we're up against a break. Um, after the break here, we'll be right back and we'll continue our conversation with Melanie Bowles on guardianships and conservatorships. AM 950 listeners, we have a home cleaning company with an offer just for you. They're Blue Sky Services. Blue Sky Services will wash your windows, siding, gutters, clean those black streaks off your roof, and much more. Window washing starts at $100. Siding cleaning starts at $199. Call Blue Sky Services at 651-447-4484 to ask for the AM 950 special. If you hear this, you have an exclusive house cleaning offer for AM 950 listeners. Call Blue Sky Services at 651-447-4484. That's 651-447-4484. Hello, humans. This is me, Ellie Krug, with Ellie 2.0 Radio. I'm thrilled to announce that beginning Monday, July 9, my show will expand to a full hour from 7 to 8 a.m. The longer time slot will allow for interviews of idealists doing important work in the world. And to kick off our first longer show, this Monday, I'll interview Stephanie Glaros of Humans of Minneapolis. She's an idealist in the truest sense. Tune in to hear why. LE 2.0 Radio on AM 950, the progressive voice of Minnesota. As with their Eat Street sister on Nicollet Avenue, the Bad Waitress at 700 Central and Northeast is committed to working with local purveyors and serving organic food whenever possible. But the Northeast location is a bit more grown up. This finer diner has a full bar serving craft cocktails and a brand new inventive dinner menu, including the chicken and waffle, with roasted half chicken, bourbon pickled jalapeno corn waffle, and a roasted poblano gravy. Check out the Northeast menu at thebadwaitress.com. Crazy about pets? We are too. The Pet Connection Show is a great venue for fun, informative, and creative conversations about pets. Join myself, Kathy Menard, and Dr. Nicole Parole, along with guests who are leaders in the dynamic and growing pet industry, as we discuss healthcare, relationships, behaviors, and even political issues as they relate to our pets. So come, sit, stay for the Pet Connection Show, Sundays 11 a.m. to noon on AM 950 Radio, the progressive voice of Minnesota. Minnesota's original appliance specialist, Warner Stellion, is excited to announce the opening of its new store, located off Broadway and 35W in Northeast Minneapolis. Now, here's what we're going to do at our new store. We're going to sell all the best brands at guaranteed unbeatable prices. Then we're going to deliver and install them right and fast. It's been a long time since a new appliance store opened in the city of Minneapolis. You can see us from the highway. We're on the east side of 35W next to Boyer Ford. Come for a visit soon. Hi, this is Laura Headland with Food Freedom Radio. We want a regenerative revolution. What's that? It's a food system that works for water, soil, pollinators, and people. How do we get it? Maybe by being a little more lazy. So this summer, we're looking for lazy good food recipes. We're talking about how do we create a sane, kind food system. Food Freedom Radio, Saturdays at 8 a.m. or anytime on podcast. AM 950, the progressive voice of Minnesota. Welcome back. You are listening to the Minnesota Hospice and Healthcare Show. My name is Ken Hagland, and joining me today in studio is Melanie Bowes from the law firm of Pluto Bowes Legal. And we have been talking about guardianships and conservatorships. This is our last segment. So let's remind our audience how they can get in touch with you and your organization. Sure. Uh, call our office at 1-866-457-3131. You can reach me directly by email at mboes at plutobowslegal.com or go to our web address at www.plutobowslegal.com. 
As a reminder to our audience, we are live on the air today and are taking your questions. So if you have a burning question to ask Melanie here, this is your chance. Uh, feel free to call us at 952-946-6205. All right, last segment. Boy, this has blown by. A lot of great information, Melanie. I sure appreciate you being on the show today. Um, but let's continue to give some some information to our listening audience. Um, let's talk about what are the things you just wish people knew or had a bit of a background on regarding the services that you provide. So like the example I said, when I come to you, you know, what are the things you just wish I understood a little bit better when I, when I came to you for, for help? So one thing I, th- I think would be uh, helpful for people in the audience to understand and people are often surprised to learn is that without disability planning, such as a trust, a power of attorney, a health care directive, if your spouse is in an accident or has some sort of sudden illness, uh, you don't automatically have any legal right to access their medical information or their financial information. So that planning is very important, and I've certainly had a number of clients uh, realize to their surprise that they had no ability uh, to to talk to doctors to make decisions on their spouse's behalf to uh, pay bills or access bank accounts until their spouse was in some sort of uh Accident. Wow, that's just shocking that you, you just would think that you'd have that ability as a spouse. Um, how about a parent-child, adult child? Is that the same thing for them as well? That they so once once a child turns eighteen, the parent uh, no longer has the uh, legal right to access their child's medical or school records or make decisions on their behalf without some disability planning in place. A common use of guardianship uh, is for parents who have a disabled child. Uh, it's a good idea to, uh, to reach out to an attorney prior to the time that child turns 18. If the expectation is that the disabled child will continue to be dependent on mom and dad after they turn 18, uh, guardianship is often a good idea. Oh, okay. So people just can't assume since I'm the parent and this is my child, that once they turn 18, that relationship changes legally. Correct. Okay. Okay. Um, Wow. Okay. That's, That's important information to know. Well, again, that's why just having a consultation with you or a phone call to go over a person's situation would be really helpful to them, I would think, to start putting in their mind a plan as to what they should have in place right now or what they may need to put in place for expected future situations as they arise. Correct. And I've had plenty of uh, relationships with individuals who have called me and and uh, explained their situation and maybe thought guardianship or conservatorship were needed and and I've come to the determination that you know it may may be needed it'll likely be needed down the road uh, but we're not there yet and uh, so so if uh, if a caller has has a question uh, feel free to reach out even if you don't know if if the need is there at this time uh, sometimes, it can be very helpful to uh, start that uh, relationship uh, with an attorney before uh, the need becomes urgent. That's a great idea. We've only got a couple minutes left here. Um, Could you just run through maybe common uses that would pertain to guardianship and conservatorships? Sure. So I would say the most common uses are for an elderly parent with dementia, uh, as we've talked about, and and sometimes the need... uh, comes to light when the person needs to be moved into a nursing home or a child finds that their parent is no longer uh, paying their bills or there's some financial exploitation. Another common use is for disabled children who are about to turn 18. I've also uh, had a number of uh, clients who have petitioned in 
cases where there's been uh, an accident of some sort, a spouse or child in a car accident, um, even an airplane accident, or a number of uh, bad falls. Um, recently, I've had some cases where we've done guardianship, conservatorship in cases of addiction, uh, alcoholism. I, I don't think it's appropriate uh, to every uh, serious addiction. I, I think it's really a case-by-case -case determination, but in the, in the few cases that I've uh, recently had, it has been very helpful um, and seems to be, to the states, uh, successful in, in stopping the addictive behavior. Um, I've also had cases uh, where the proposed uh, ward or protected person has severe mental illness. Uh, schizophrenia is one of the most common conditions. Uh, and then also other instances where there's incapacity for whatever reason. And there is the disability planning, the health care directive, the power of attorney is still in place. Um, but there's financial exploitation. Okay. Um, or some need to take exclusive control. Well, Melanie, thank you so much for that. We need to have you back for another show because we didn't get to touch on some of the things I wanted to touch on. Um, so, but for right now, I want to thank Melanie Bowes from the law firm of Pluto Bowes Legal for joining me and sharing with us important information concerning guardianships and conservatorships. We hope you enjoyed today's show. Please feel free to contact us with any questions or comments you have regarding today's conversation or let us know of topics you would like for us to discuss on future shows. You can reach us at 612-930-3339 or email us at radio at mnhospice.com or visit us online at minnesotahospice.com. Next week, I'll be having a roundtable discussion with Laurel Rydell, Sarah Longacre, and Wendy Brown on fascinating topics ranging from healthcare directives to death doulas to green burials. Thank you for listening to the Minnesota Hospice and Healthcare Show, and until next time, live well. Stop.